are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sun Devil fans, it is a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. A victory Wednesday, I should say, as ASU narrowly escapes a victory over Creighton, winning just by one, 58-57. to We're going to recap everything about that game, what went good for the Sun Devils, what went bad for it, give out some game balls as well. Then we're going to be talking about some more transfer news that's going to be happening a lot over the next couple weeks. Uh, Tommy Hill, former cornerback, had signed as well as an incoming transfer along the defensive line. And then we're going to be talking about some other players that should be opting out of the Vegas Bowl. Richie, Wednesday, we are halfway through this week. How you doing, my man? Buddy, I am two days left teaching, one day left of work, and then I have two weeks off. And Do you think our listeners part... know what your other side hustle is? Like, <laughs> like Locked on Sun Devils is your main gig, So, but they, your side hustle is my teaching. My side hustle is teaching, exactly. No, uh, here's, here's the best part is the next two days I'm actually not quote-unquote teaching. Tomorrow they're finishing their book report, and then Thursday I... Uh, because I'm teaching eighth grade, they don't have finals, so we're gonna watch Elf. I know, right? We're gonna we're gonna give these eighth graders a little bit of of uh, culture and show them what a, what a good good movie is. Well, there you go. Hey, are we on Twitter at all? I think so. I, I think you can find us. I, I know specifically me. You can find me at Cedrios. You can find myself at RichieBrads36, and I'm pretty sure they can find the podcast. At LO underscore Sundivals, correct? That is correct. And then how often does this show come out? I believe it is Monday through Friday. Where can they find it? You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app, and you can even click like a, a subscribe button on any of those applications, and they will tell you, hey, Locked on Sundivals has a great new episode out. And it's going to recap everything as far as college basketball and football for the Sun Devils goes. Why would you want to miss that? I wouldn't want to miss it. Could not be me. Yeah, could not be me. You don't want to listen to these two people. I was going to say smart, and then I thought about it. And then I was going to say... This is making us sound very not smart. Then, then I was going to say handsome, and I decided that... Well, they like, can't see that because we're just say, over the audio. We are handsome, but I mean, just, that's, just, that's neither here nor just there. Just take us at our word for it. Our yeah, moms exactly. think so. Our, my mom thinks I'm the handsomest boy in the world. Did so. you say Arizona State victory over Creighton? Uh, heck yeah, I did. ASU gets their third straight win. Woo, woo. Better watch out, Baylor. We're coming right back for you. Against a very... Quality opponent. Creighton's played now in the NCAA tournament. They, they're uh, essentially, I should just say, like a frequent flyer for uh, for the March Madness tournament. Very solid basketball team, and they're doing it without Marcus Bagley. They are doing it without Bagley. I, I think I said earlier, either this week or later last week, just because Bagley comes back does not mean he's guaranteed to play at 100%, and you just are automatically a better basketball team. But when you do get him back, I think he is absolutely going to be a spark plug for this offense going forward. The defense continuing to show up, offense very sparingly. Uh, only put up 58 points in this game, but that was enough to get them to win. Thanks for that defense. So overall shooting, first half, not so great. They shot 39%, about 39% as a team in the first half, which is about what they've done kind of all season long. Fart noise. They they, they did lead in the first half. Or did you know how long they led for? Not off the top of my head. A whopping like 33 seconds. 
That's all it takes to win a game, baby. They tipped off, and immediately, I'm trying to remember, it, it might have been Kalkbrenner, or maybe it was O'Connell. I think it was O'Connell. Uh, either way, um, the other player tipping off against ASU uh, immediately had a slam dunk to start the game, which that didn't feel very good. It just kind of gave me a feeling watching that game, thinking like, where's this game going to go, right? Um, ASU started quickly in the hole. They got to 0-7, then battled back by the first media timeout. They were down essentially 9-7, to so very back and forth first half. Again, ASU did not lead very much at all in this first half, but they were still in it, right? They, they, weren't, they weren't down ever by like a ton. They did end up being down six by the end of the first half, down 32-26, to with a lot, lot of takeaways after that first half. Things were not necessarily going as well as they could for ASU, but for as poorly as they were shooting, um, I feel like they could have been down more. I think I counted... In the first 10 minutes alone, I think I counted at least five dunks by Creighton. They were not defending the paint literally at all. For as good as ASU's defense has been throughout this year, uh, Creighton had an absolute free pass to the hoop, what would felt like every other possession. Which you can't afford to do. You need to you need to have tighter defense when you get inside the paint because you leave those opportunities, not even so much for them to dunk the ball, but get those easy points on the layups. You, you need to be able to lock down the inside of, of the court you leave that open, you're just giving them more easy opportunities to get points. So that's something that definitely needs to be cleaned up. I think uh, just talking about in general, they, ASU kind of got lu- not so much lucky, but it, it wasn't a good shooting night for Creighton. Looking at Ryan Hawkins, who was one of the three Ryans of the apocalypse that we highlighted, two for 12. Dude, they talked about him all broadcast long, all broadcast about how uncharacteristic. He had back-to-back games coming into it where he dropped 25 points each. So the fact that he went two for 12, like, you, you can say the word lucky, like whether it was ASU playing good defense, which they definitely wore on Hawkins a little bit here and there, but there were a couple games that I, or games, sorry, there were definitely a couple shots that I feel like Hawkins should have made, uh, and definitely an off night for him overall. Uh, his two free throw attempts, he, he made one of two towards the very end of the game, but dude, both of those essentially bricked right off the rim. They did not look pretty at all. So it, his confidence, for whatever reason, if it was shaken early on, it just wasn't there for him tonight. And Thank goodness it was because um, let's use the word lucky because if they make that last shot at the end of the game, ASU loses by one. The good that we're talking about in this game, it's kind of overshadowed by the fact that they just lost regardless, right? Yeah, it's, it's just like that UC Riverside loss. So, But isn't that funny, Connor? That Not you, ha-ha funny. It's no, ironic not ha-ha funny. funny. Ironic funny. You could be 6-5 and five right now riding a three-game winning streak. You could be if you don't give up that shot to UC Davis. Well, put putting quotes gave up. I mean, obviously there's next to nothing you can do about that. Yeah. But I mean, it just, it, if you want to, if you want to use lucky, that's fine by me. Ryan Hawkins only putting up six points is a testament to their defense, but, but at the same time, they got, they definitely got a little lucky with his uh, inaccuracy so far. Yeah. And especially when you consider they only lost by one point. I mean, we're talking about, he makes makes one. one more basket. And they win that game. It's not always cause and effect how that works out, but but definitely understand where you're coming from there. In the first half, DJ Horn was the only player to reach five points. Only player. Meanwhile, I think Creighton had four or five off the top of my head that had reached that number. So uh, getting production all uh, essentially across their team, minus Hawkins so, or so in the first half. Um, in the second half, they ended up scoring, ASU scored very quickly, I think, to pull themselves back in within two points. Uh, within the first two minutes of the second half. Marion Jackson, at one point, had a seven-point run for the Sun Devils, 
We're definitely going to highlight Marion Jackson as one of the players with our game balls. Spoiler alert towards the very end of this first part of the podcast here. Uh, but a huge part of um, that second half, obviously Marion scoring seventh straight for them, was phenomenal. So final four minutes was very sloppy. Uh, the team combined to shoot two for 14. So regardless of the outcome, whether Creighton makes that shot or not, or even though the fact that ASU pulled out this victory, very sloppy end of that game, and either team could have had that victory truly if they wanted it because the other team was not playing like they wanted it literally at all. Uh, definitely coming down to the wire, uh, Jay Heath was an, a 91% free throw shooter, uh, got fouled, and it had one shot that would have been able to put the ASU up two. Not guaranteeing a victory, but gives you a little buffer. If they do make something, you might be able to, to push for OT unless they make like a three or something. 91% free throw shooter ends up missing that shot. And I remember like standing up. And, yeah. It, like I'm not going to blame everything on Jay Heath for that one little scenario at the very end of the game. It, it just sucks in the moment. Like only being up one, it just emphasized that miss that he had. So uh, definitely made this game a little bit more of a nail biter. Uh, now, before we start to get into the game balls, this was an interesting stat they had towards the end of the game. Um, now, plus one, including this game, since the start of 2019, the Sun Devils have set now 18 wins of five points or less. That was only, but I, I can't remember the, the name of the other school. They were the second in the nation since 2019. Um, absolutely crazy. Like the, the fact they have all those wins, that's great. The fact they want to give ASU fans that many like heart attacks it's not surprising at all. And for any betting fans out there, if ASU is not favored by, uh, if ASU is favored by five or more, or I should say in this case where take they were- the other team. It was like, take the other team. Uh, hey, we covered. We did cover. We did we were cover. Coming into this game at minus seven, which we both said we would take the, uh, we would take ASU to cover there. So definitely great for us there. Before we move on, there there is one thing I want to I wanna point out. You look at Look at what happens when you're not forcing your threes. You did shoot 15 times, and you did only make 26% of those. Roughly 27, you round up. But they did a they did a much better job with their opportunities when they were there. And particularly looking at Marion Jackson. He only shot three tonight, and that's a sight for sore eyes because it feels like he just – there's not a shot he doesn't like. So – and nailing two or three, probably – no, not probably. Definitely his best night shooting from beyond the arc. I thought I wrote this down, so that, that brings up another good point. Towards the very end of the game, the broadcasting booth was also talking about uh, the percent of points inside the paint uh, in the second half for ASU. It was immensely different than the first half. Not that they're making a ton of... of uh, they only made four threes all game long, so it's not, like, um, it's not like they were getting a ton of points from there anyways. But they had a ton of another hoop. Like Clearly, that was a, an emphasis from the coaching staff. Uh, to say, hey, like when you have that opportunity to drive to the hoop, and ASU did just that. So now let's get into the game balls before we jump out of this early part of the podcast here. Got to highlight Marion Jackson. Dude's been struggling all season long, um, so definitely great to see him. Not not so much that he dominated. He was tied for second in terms of uh, total points on the team, only at 10. So it's not like he had this incredible, incredible night. But overall, pretty efficient. Two for three from three-point range, four for nine overall. Uh, but had four assists, five rebounds overall. So great for Marion Jackson. Hopefully that gets his confidence going a, uh, a little bit more. Always got to talk about DJ Horn. It, it feels like Horn is going to be consistently receiving game balls when they win almost off of volume. 
But hey, you gotta you gotta make your percentages on these shots, right? If he's only making ten percent of his shots, we're not gonna talk about him in a, a good way. But uh, two for six from the three point range, not great, not absolutely terrible on a, a, any given night. But five for eleven overall, had uh, three rebounds, led the team with 12, uh, 12 total points. So still a, another solid job by DJ Horn. And got to highlight our man Jay Heath. Consistently talking about him, I uh, went five for twelve and had ten points, but. Also grabbed seven rebounds with two assists. So uh, those are our game balls for this game. Uh, again, as I talked about towards the very beginning, if Creighton makes that shot, we're not talking about this team in a very great manner. ASU played pretty ugly, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Played very, very ugly. But their defense is consistently stepping up. Uh, overall, uh, it, they only recorded uh, one block tonight as a team. But, man, it felt like much, much more than that. Um, I think that was just because of the effort that they were exerting tonight. Well, Connor, there's an old saying, and I know you've heard it before, and we even said it last night on the podcast. Good teams win. Great teams cover. There you have it. Great win for ASU if they won, uh, or I should say, well, there's no great way to say it because they only won by one, and they were not favored coming to this game. Great win for ASU. Stick with us for the next part of this podcast here. We're going to be talking about some more transfer news, other people coming in, and other players going. You're listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. We've been talking about price picks for a while now, and if you still haven't signed up, then what are you waiting for? In addition to college football action, price picks makes college basketball more exciting. Price picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy and offers more college football and basketball props than anyone in the whole world while offering the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. PricePix offers any prop you can think of. In basketball, you can play points, rebounds, assists, threes made, and more. Here's the best part. All new users that use the promo code LOCKEDON will receive 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Here's how it works. Take two to five players with an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and the best part is it's just you versus projected numbers. PricePix also allows mixed sports entries, so you can take the over on Joel Embiid and combine it with the under on Aaron Rodgers in the exact same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. The best part? PricePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals, so don't hesitate. Check out PricePix.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON or go to the App Store and download the app today. Price Fix is daily fantasy made easy. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow your business all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses actually increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of the year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. 
That's netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. We are back with the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, bringing you more transfer news. We've already talked about one of these players when he was initially leaving Arizona State. Now we're getting some news on former ASU Sun Devil. Tommy Hill is now transferring. Richie, which school is he? Is it Illinois? Illinois. Illinois. Uh, going to play for them, leaving some more vacancy as far as in the secondary for the ASU Sun Devils. Yeah, so uh, Tommy Hill was definitely a guy that we were hoping was going to stick around, especially with the secondary basically all graduating or leaving for the draft. So that that was definitely a loss for us that we were going to have to find a way to cope with and overcome. It, it was really unfortunate that Tommy Hill decided to transfer on top of all of that, but we are happy for him and we hope that he gets more of an opportunity with the Fighting Illini. Uh, definitely cheering for him. No ill will towards him. Uh, Illini, uh, Fighting Illini got themselves a very talented young player, former four star, right? Uh, I believe so. Yes. So he could he could definitely turn into something really solid for them, and it just yeah it it sucks that we lost him, but we're happy for him. Uh, this this is all this is a totally selfish question. He's doing this for what he believes is going to be best for his college career and maybe even after that. Do you carry any grudges at all for a player leaving for another Pac-12 school or specifically even Arizona? Did that that question make sense? No. So if Tommy Hill left for another Pac-12 school, would you have cared a little bit more? Obviously not wishing ill will on anybody no matter what. Would that have bothered you a little bit more if you went to go play for a USC or something as an example or a U of A? Sure. Yeah, to a certain extent. Like if he went to U of A, yeah, no, he can... He can he can uh, not play very well. Yeah, exactly. That that's a very nice <laughs> way of putting it. But I mean, obviously, there there would be a little bit of a grudge to be to be uh, held if he did stay inside the conference. But it's it's not like he transferred out of spite for the program. It's not like he was angry with anything. He just felt that this was the best decision for him. If he had tried to force his way out or if he had stirred up a lot of controversy while he was in Tempe, then yeah, then I would be upset. But you never heard anything bad about Tommy Hill, to my knowledge at least. I mean, if anyone's got some funny stories down on Mill Avenue about our boy Tommy Hill, please tell me because it sounds like a lot of fun, whatever it might be. But you just, you you didn't hear anything really bad about him, so I have no problem with him transferring. I wouldn't have been upset if he stayed in the Pac-12 because he wasn't a headache. But I would have been upset if he went to U of A. But literally a one-star kid could transfer from us to U of A, and I'd be angry at him. Fair enough. Now we also have incoming defensive lineman uh, Dylan Hall, previously a Boise State uh, Boise State football player, and now he's transferring from a junior college. I'm trying to figure out currently what year he is. I haven't seen that just yet. Ah, here it is. He's the class of 2022, so I believe he's going to be a graduate player coming into the season. Uh, So this would be his last year of eligibility. So going to be a short-term move to ASU, but needing a guy to fill in potentially for Tyler Johnson. Trevez Moore, I believe, is coming back, but he's going to be coming off an ACL tear. So even if he does come back, if I'm not mistaken, 
He so may, then he got an injury redshirt? He he might have. From something I was reading earlier, it sounds like Trevez Moore might be coming back. I mean, that'd be huge for us. So because he was really good when he was healthy. So I don't don't set me down too much for that, but I believe there's a chance he's coming back. But you're still gonna have a, a spot. per Connor sources per yes Google. Um, <laughs> but uh, if Tyler, not if Tyler Johnson is leaving. Um, so now there's at least a spot in the rotation. Not that Dylan Hall is going to be taking that, but it feels like there's a decent amount of question marks at defensive end on this defense that it at least gives you another option. Yeah, but look look at the smile on my face. Dylan Hall, Trevez Moore, Jermaine Lole. That sounds like a pretty good replacement. Plus you still have Omar Norman Lott and um, uh, DJ Davidson, or is Davidson graduated? We're losing a tackle. And I can't remember if it's Davidson. I feel like Davidson's graduating. You know what? It probably is Davidson. That sounds right. But, I mean, you still got Omar Norman Lott in that in that rotation, Correct. too. So, okay, maybe the defensive line won't be something we're freaking out over and trying to highlight as, like, a OMG, this is this is such a weakness for us. This, this actually looks like, uh, considering the roster turnover, it could be a strength. Definitely, and this also kind of assumes that Trevez Moore does come back and play to the best of his ability. Coming off an ACL tear, plus Lole, definitely. It, so that's that. You're right, Connor. It, it's 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 a lot of like if upside potential and betting on it. Sure, because obviously it could all blow up if these guys just aren't the same. Lole is coming off a triceps injury. I'm not as concerned about it, but obviously that's a muscle you use frequently uh, at his position. But regardless, so definitely a nice player coming in. Uh, as far as his 2021 season uh, at Antelope Valley College, he had 11 tackles for loss, 35 total tackles, four pass breakups, two fumble recoveries, one interception, and a forced fumble. Not seeing anything about sacks. Or sorry, he had four sacks here. That's what I'm seeing now. So definitely stuffing the stat sheet. Is that going to translate playing at this level of college football? Who knows? Definitely a nice player to have in that rotation if he does work out. Just con- consider me freaking out and being really excited about it. Okay, well, we have months, so there's no way that hope's going to go down, right? Well, obviously, Connor. There's definitely no more room for it to go up. So, uh, But we'll keep you guys updated as more transfer news does happen. Uh, we have early signing day coming up here pretty soon. It actually might. Early signing day might be tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so... We'll be keeping you guys in the loop. I, I think by the time the 2022 class is all said and done, they're going to have more players from the transfer portal than they are going to have incoming freshmen, which could be a blessing in disguise. Having more players who have played at the college level, uh, potentially ready to step up and fill in some of the gaps from a lot of players leaving on this ASU team. Stick with us. We're going to be talking about some other ASU players we think, we personally believe, should opt out of the Vegas Bowl because they don't have nearly as much to gain from it as they do potentially the uh, the Senior Bowl, as well as uh, the NFL Combine and, and a lot of those other hoops they have to jump through. You're listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. BetOnline has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. From basketball to football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, 
Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. I'm going to talk about something pretty obvious, and it's the fact that there are truly a lot of good-tasting protein bars out there. But when you start to look at the nutrition facts, there's only one protein bar that stands above the rest, and that's going to be Built Bar. They're filled with so much holiday goodness this season, rich with decadent flavor and covered in chocolate. But here's the difference. They're amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. So you get the best of both worlds. They're going to be delicious and healthy. With so many flavors, you're honestly going to have a hard time choosing. Is it going to be raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie? Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle against all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something you need to keep going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. People are so passionate about their specific flavors of Built Bar. I don't always bring them up against other people who also love Built Bar. It's not worth that kind of an argument. Are you friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings this year. That is absolutely a great gift for any loved one friends or family alike. Want to close up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a hyping pot cup of cocoa, let it melt a little, and it's going to give your drink a little bit of that Built Bar flavor, plus you have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. You can also use some marshmallow treats around the holidays. If you need to get your hands on some of those, that's going to be Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors are covered in chocolate, taste so good you won't believe they're filled with protein. Here's the offer. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you get 15% off your order. Again, use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We're back for the last portion of the Locked on Sunnables podcast, Victory Wednesday edition. Now talking to you about the Vegas Bowl. It's going to be a hot topic here on the podcast over the next couple weeks. We've been talking about it for the last week or so. Uh, we already have several players who have opted out of the bowl game that include Jack Jones and Rashad White. Now we also have Chase Lucas opting out of the bowl game. Richie, we are getting weaker and weaker in the secondary by the minute, it feels like, which again, looking at the glass half full, we have an opportunity to see some other incoming or at least uh, guys that are rotational players right now that are going to step up and play on the outside against Wisconsin. Well, double double your half glass full and make it a full glass Wisconsin can't pass the football, Connor. So if there's one position that you could afford to lose guys in, it's the secondary. So it's okay. We get to see these younger guys. We get to see more Evan Fields. We get to see more Jordan Clark. We get to see some of the other younger defensive backs that really didn't get a lot of time to 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 play in the sun this year. So that's okay. I'm fine with this. And I'm even more okay with it because Lucas has nothing left to prove for Arizona State. He has played the most games ever for Sun Devils, uh, like over 40 career starts for him. It's nuts. He, he, I think it was almost 50, to be honest. It might have even hit like 47 or 48. I want to say the record, he said it like 43. And he said that probably about midway through the year. So close to 50 starts, Connor. And through and through, a diehard Sun Devil. And it just... To me, he's got nothing left to give. If if he played this game at that point, it would be kind of a send-off to the fans, but he'd be risking injury. And quite frankly, the best send-off he could have given us was going 5-0 and against, against the school down south. He has nothing left to prove for this team, 
Very, very happy for him. Can't wait to see what the next step in his career is. You're okay with this? Yes, absolutely. 100%. Don't even got to think twice about it. Do what's best for you. Richie, blink twice if you're you're in trouble. Like, this is a safe place. Okay, you're not blinking. All right, well... <laughs> So I'm glad that you had brought up that the fact that he has nothing left to prove because that kind of goes into the rest of this topic here of who else should opt out for this uh, for the bowl game. Uh, there, there's probably a handful of other ASU players that don't need to play in this game. They maybe have something to prove or at least can can raise their stock just a little bit just because they're going to get seen maybe a little bit more nationally than playing some of the Pac-12 after dark games that they have this year, right? Uh, is there anybody specifically that comes to your mind, hey man, take this game off prep for the senior bowl if you haven't gotten that senior invite already and just get ready potentially for the NFL. Connor, I'm going to count to three. On three, we're going to say the same guy that I know we're thinking. Ready? One, two, three. Darian Robertson. Oh, <laughs> dang it. The wrong linebacker. Did not see that coming. I know you did that on purpose. Don't be a tool. Admit it. Did you just call me a tool on our podcast? <laughs> on my podcast? Darian Butler, definitely <laughs> definitely a, a big name on the defense. We've been talking about him all year long. Fan favorite, not only of ours, but but of this ASU uh, Sun Devils fan base. Uh, if you haven't been watching a ton of Sun Devils football throughout his tenure here, you missed out on one of the better linebackers that you got to see, at least in the last 10 years for sure. But but no, you're, you're totally right. He He's it, coming off an injury. That's the biggest thing. So stay healthy. For this draft process, you have a very good shot to get that senior bowl invite. So you, if you get that invite within the next week and a half, because no, he's got about two weeks, a little over two weeks. If you get that senior bowl invite within the next two weeks, easy decision. No, I'm not playing the bowl game. I want to be a hundred percent for these workouts, for this all-star game and for being in front of the national media, being in front of fans and scouts and players and all, all that good stuff. I want to be at 100% if I get that Senior Bowl invite. If I don't, then I strongly consider playing because the last time you saw me would have been almost a month and a half ago, and I want to prove that I'm good to go. So, But if I were Darian Butler, I would opt out. I would not play this game. I don't think there's any point. Totally agree with you there. I think there are a handful of other players that we might go to talk about. I, I, I am serious about Merlin Robertson potentially being one of those guys. Uh, I, I think he's got a little bit more of a, a bigger build. It might be more NFL prototypical size for a linebacker. I, I don't. I'm not sure he's as talented as Darian Butler. Uh, but that's that's not necessarily my job. I'm not a talent scout. I'm not an evaluator. Uh, Robertson. He he's had an interesting career at ASU. Uh, he was a freshman. Uh, he made the All-Pac-12 team. Um, I, I don't remember if he did it his sophomore year, but his career started off very hot at ASU. I do remember that. And it's not so much that it's cooled off. He only got to play four games last year. So we haven't gotten to see as much of Merlin Robertson, I feel like, as we would have liked to. I, I feel like he's in a, a little bit of a tier below Darian Butler. Still a great player. I, I think he would be fun to watch at the Senior Bowl. Maybe he's a guy that gets drafted late. Who knows? But he's a guy, if somebody were to opt out on this team, I, I think he could be one of those guys as well. Yeah, those would be two guys. Uh, the The last name that I think should is Tyler Johnson. Yep. Because Tyler Johnson is a first-team All-Pac-12 defensive end who was an absolute stud this year. He was the pass rush for this team, especially when they weren't getting sacks. So they went five games without it. Tyler Johnson was the one dude who was getting pressure. He was the one reliable guy on that defensive line. Tyler Johnson, again, just like Darian Butler, 
he should be getting his senior bowl invite within the next two weeks. And if he does, then yeah, easy decision. I'm not going to play in this game. Totally agree with you. Uh, if you guys have different opinions, if you think these guys definitely need to play in this, this bowl game because they have something to prove, tweet us on Twitter. You can find me at Cedrios. You can find Richie Bradshaw at Richie Brads with a Z36. You can also find all of our content uh, Monday through Friday uh, on several different platforms such as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Definitely want to click that subscribe button. Never miss any of our episodes. We bring you the, the best Sun Devil content uh, Monday through Friday. But thank you so much for making us your first listen today. Make sure to come back for Thursday's edition of the podcast. We'll be talking a little bit more about everything football and basketball Sun Devil related. Now make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. You keep it locked on right here with the Locked on Sun Devils podcast.